Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Coffee Talk. That's all right. We'll Can we have a water, please? I got one. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. So, it's wonderful to have an audience here. It's it's kind of weird when you're doing it in a room and you're looking at a laptop, so it can be, and, and that's going to be done as well, but this is just much better. And so it's great to have everybody here. Um, also, thank you to Mississippi Power for the room. It's different than we've been doing it as well. We were doing it in a new chamber building. It was like a train ran right through the middle of the building. We weren't sure what happened, but but this is better. And y'all, I I used to, in the first couple of Mike, I over-prepared for these things. and. It's not a presentation, it's a conversation. So we'll, we'll start with some comments and some questions, if you don't mind. And, uh, and then there'll be plenty of time for questions from the crowd. And I don't think there was decaf coffee, so hopefully everybody's okay smart. <laughs> so, anyway. So look, uh, you became mayor in 2017. Yes. June, and there probably hasn't been a... What's the matter? We're rolling up here. <laughs> Let's go. We're, we're working. And by the way, it is interesting. You, know, you talk to business people, it's the business person and maybe one other person. You talk to the mayor, man, he's got support staff here, uniforms, it's all different. <laughs> Everybody's here. So anyway, look, June 2017, you've been mayor since then, and it's probably not been a better time to be the mayor of Bay St. Louis ever. That's probably correct. You know, uh, a lot of good things going on in the last five years. You know, we, we've slowly come back from Katrina. And as everybody knows, the market is just taking off with the downtown, our waterfront communities and everything is growing back pre-Katrina. And I think everybody knows prices is just off, off the rooftop. I was making fun of them when they hit $200 a square <laughs> foot. I was laughing at them at two fifty, and I stopped joking at $300 a square foot. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is in Old Town. It, it is, and it's not just Old Town, you know. Land there is very limited. There's still available waterfront property, which I, we probably have the largest waterfront community along the coast and all. And it's coming back. You know, people have come, second homeowners are, are back, and a lot of them are moving here permanently. So yeah. we're seeing a big rise in, you know, in that lowering taxes and everything, which it all helps the economy. Absolutely. So I remember, y'all remember May 17, 2007, bridge, bridge Fest, right? We open, right. we, we dedicate the new bridge. Bojax gets up, I guess he was talking on behalf of, of Gene Taylor, but he, he said, it's a great day in the Bay. Remember? Great day in the Bay. And, and, you Still know, a great day. Well, I was going to say, we, you know, he knew that we were going to have a global financial crisis like starting four months later. And then, yeah, so that went through 2007 through 2009. Then the BP oil spill in 2010, that would yeah. be April. But since then, quite frankly, other than some tropical storms which cause their own damage, it's been a lot of great days in the Bay. It has, you know, and hopefully we dodge the bullet this cut in the next few weeks, you know, and we'll make it through the ERA. But um, again, you know, the downtown area is booming. Wish we had more space to grow, of course, with our downtown. Your but prices will go down. The depot <laughs> district is coming back. You know, we just did a big project back there with the grounds and all to help try to revitalize the the depot district. Uh, looking forward to those that opening on. I think it's uh fifth of October. Okay. So that Wednesday we're gonna be cutting ribbon back there for the depot and all. And now we're gonna start trying to connect the depot and the downtown area and make it one area. You know it's a few blocks apart, but it's like a long way, isn't it? It is, you know, and, and we do believe that somehow we can connect it through you know, lighting, sidewalks, whatever we need to do to connect those areas. Okay. Well the depot districts out there and look you've had some great huge projects and I was looking at your uh, Auburn. My, my alma mater was playing so bad on Saturday. I read through your <laughs> through your budget uh, for 2022, 2023. 
Um, I mean, things like the marina seem to be working, right? That opened up in 2014. That's working. Yes. The Pearl Hotel in 2020. Wow. So yeah. some of the big the, ones are working. The, you know, for the downtown, the, the marina has been huge. You know, there's a lot of skepticism about it and all, you know, and all. Uh, but we just put the fifth pier in, finished it up last year. We are still at that 90% capacity and doing very well. One of the best marinas on the coast. On like page 63 of that document, it shows that, that it may make as much as 904000 in revenues this year is what y'all are projecting. That's that's impressive. Yes. And by the way, I was one of the skeptics. I was <laughs> like, how are we going to handle that thing? We're small, but it's working out. And, and it's awesome. Amy and I were sitting in the, in the Blind Tiger eating a burger on Sunday because that's about the only time I'll come down here now because I can't, I can't make, anyway, parking's easier. <laughs> so, that's another problem. Yeah, but, but anyway, to look out there and we just thought, God, this place is awesome. Yes. So. So look, all the and one thing about the growth. I mean, is it is the population growing that much, or is it a shift in growth? Because a lot of young people are selling out, and and we have an incredible group of people moving in. But how much of it is growth versus shifting of population? It, it's probably more shifted. You know, we we got the census numbers in from ten to twenty, two thousand ten, two thousand twenty. We really hadn't grown as a city as far as population permanent. Um, we do have the second homeowners. The VRBOs, I think, is being converted, um, making a huge market for that. Uh, so it's, it's really just transitioning, people coming, but not full-time yet. Okay. All right. Good deal. So, you know, growth is good and bad. All right? It is. It is. Like, did you ever think you'd have to pay to park in downtown Bay St. Louis? I mean, it's wonderful, I guess. I mean, that's just that's part of growth. It is. So I remember Leland Speed in another post Katrina meeting, which we were in so many of them. We lived in meetings, it seemed like, right? And and Leland Speed got up there one time, and we we may have been in a tent, but he said the highest rating he gives to towns in Mississippi is cool. And there's three cool towns in Mississippi, Ocean Springs, Oxford, and Bay St. Louis. Louis. And he said, we got to get Bay St. Louis back up and going. Not only has it gotten back up and going, it's always been somewhat of a regional draw, but now it's getting national recognition, which is. is good and bad. So... How do we allow this thing to keep growing and do it in a way that keeps it cool? You know, right now we're working on a comprehensive plan, uh, you know, to redo that. Uh, but we have to have smart group. You know, we, we've got to sit down and figure out what is needed and where we want to put it. We don't want to just start jamming everything into neighborhoods. And we want to be able to keep the neighborhood, the small town, you know, feeling. But we also need to grow as well. It's a challenge. It is, you know, our biggest challenge is up on 603. You know, when I think when all that was annexed, that the intent was was to grow that way with businesses and everything. And as we all know the height requirements that has to be done with FEMA and everything, it makes it pretty hard for them. So again, working on that, that's that's the biggest challenge as far as growth goes for the city and all with the businesses and all. Well, let, let's talk about the comprehensive plan because for all those of us who have been, and I know a little bit about his job just because of relations <laughs> who, who have been involved in such positions, but they, and my father was a mayor of Wayland and my brother was a mayor of Wayland, so I, I have you an appreciation. You years experience. Look, man, that's why I have no hair, and I wasn't even the mayor, so God bless you. But comprehensive plans, do they, grow, do they go on one another? Because I'm involved in a situation with Wayland right now, and somebody quoted a plan that wasn't the last plan. Is there any way to do this like wills where you say this nullifies all those before it? Or, I mean, how does it all work together? I don't know about nullifying, but I think it's something that, you know, once you start putting it in place, redoing it and everything, you can, you can 
see what's needed in the area, where we need to grow, and if things need to be changed, it's time to change it for those areas. You know, it, it's right now I think we're missing that, what we're missing in Bay St. Louis is affordable homes. Um, and to where our teachers, our first responders, those are the ones that are having trouble living in Bay St. Louis because of the values and everything and the price increase and all. So we're looking at trying to bring developers in to, to bring this type of homes in and make those developments as well. You know, we when people from out of town talk about New Orleans, they think about the French Quarter, which is six by 12 blocks. And specifically, they think about 112 block street, Bourbon Street, right? <laughs> but there's a lot more to the city than that. When people talk about Bay St. Louis, they think about Old Town. They do. So what else is going on as far as that? I mean, because if you're looking at affordable homes, it's not going to be down there. It's but not. you got Highway 90, you got other neighborhoods north of it. It's or not. And, and again, you know, we still have the Cedar Point area that still has a lot of land available. It's starting to take off again. Um, you're starting to see more developing in, in the north side of 90 and everything. Still land available on, you know, in wards four and all, three and four. Uh, again, the waterfront community is, is taking off unbelievable out there. You know, at one time, you know, pre-Katrina, you had camps, you had buses on stilts out there and everything. Class, huh? And now, it's, yeah, now, you know, you're looking at half million, million dollar homes popping up every day out there. Yeah. You know, but there's still a lot of land available that the Cedar Point area has a lot, you know, uh, opportunities and people's looking at it. Good. I read where y'all put in covenants or trying to put in covenants. Covenants are wonderful, right? Um, on paper. On paper. How do you enforce covenants? And I've heard it at, from people that say, nobody's going to tell me what to do with my land. It's tough. No one wants to be told. You know, I don't like it. You know, I don't think anybody likes to be told, but you have to have them. You got to protect all the citizens. You got to protect the neighbors and all. It's just like FEMA. FEMA comes in with these regulations. Do we like them? No, we don't like them all, but we, we, we have to enforce them. If not, then when funding's available, you know, we may not receive it. So when people talk about the height, I don't want to build that high, or I want my bathroom downstairs, you know, in two-story homes, and, and sometimes you can turn the eye and not know what's there, and, comes along they find it it's got to be corrected okay so. so one of the great things about being the mayor at this time is probably the fact that there's so daggum much money out there for small towns especially on the mississippi gulf coast right yeah. so you got the what is that the american rescue plan yeah, act which just that just came through this year um that was a 1.9 trillion dollar deal from the federal government the state of mississippi got around two billion mm -hmm. um you still got the bp funds BP out there funds the gulf coast restoration yes. act so how is Bay St. Louis tapping those and what are y'all doing with them? You know, that's, you know, the depot project was part of the BP funds. Uh, the police department received, I think, $2 million for that to go toward that. That's a four and a half million dollar project. Uh, we received two million for that. Uh, a couple of other projects we have gone, the um, parking garage on Court Street. We received, received a million dollars for that to, to that. redo that and everything. ARPA funds, I think it's, uh, we received about $3.5 million for that. We're going to match, send that, I think Jason's working on that right now, send it to the state. Uh, it's going to be for something that you probably won't even know existed, but half of our city wasn't redone after Katrina. We're seeing a lot of problems with our sewer. Good. Uh, so we're looking at teaming up with the state, doubling our money up to $7 million. Um, the county's talking about helping us a little bit as well, and we're going to go through in line as 
many of the old sewer lines we had to prevent, you know, some of them's 40, 50 years old. We starting to see a lot of problems there with that. And again, it's, it's not a glamorous project, but it's something that will last for another 40, 50 years. And, and while the funds are available, it makes it a lot easier to do. Good. You remember those opaque things on the front lawns? <laughs> yes. Somebody told me that Wayland was collecting more stuff in those than they were through the system before <laughs> Katrina. I can't believe we all didn't have greener grass. You know? Yeah, <laughs> water and everything else going That's disgusting. Um, all right, so as far as the uh, the BP money, y'all are in, we're in round three of 15 of those? That's right. So, yeah, they, they get the money every year. It's been split up over 15 years. We've got some great projects. We've got a, a boardwalk downtown we put in for this year. It'd be along the scow path, you know, it's behind all the restaurants and everything along the beach there. Looking to put in a big wide boardwalk where it's ADA accessibility and all. Cool. Um, part of that project would be to put one down lower along the sand beach and all, where we can come off with finger piers for ADA accessibility and ramps and all going into the water and all. So it's a good project. Hopefully we get some fun in and start that as well. Okay, good. And also saw they're doing other recreational things. I drove past Bayou Lacroix the other day. You got something going on there, and that was a grant, wasn't it? That was. That was some tidelands, uh, fishing and all, and a few other go Mesa and all supported that. And that's the old cave site. Uh, I remember Fred Flintstone. I think everybody can water flowing in the igloo down there, and I was sitting at the bar and all. Yeah. Uh, it is. We're looking at opening that project up in the next few weeks, probably, and finishing and having it ready for. The winter fishing, a lot of interest in and all. It's going to be a great project for that area. Uh, we just finished up a project at Reverend Reed, Councilman for Ward 3, and he had a group of citizens and all that, that really pushed the MLK Park. Uh, they just did a big splash pad and opened it up a few months ago. So that was a big project there as well, you know, in Ward 3. And Mike, as far as the, there's four four entities in the county, right? So we got the three cities and we got the, the county. We were talking earlier about how they're all working together better. It, with all the money that's flowing through, is there? A, what's the strategy on that? Or is there a strategy? We're just all trying to figure this out. And where we can connect, we can connect. You know, uh, we got great relationships all of them. I think you've seen in the last five, six years to where the county, the cities, they work together. We support each other. We all fight for the same money. But in the end, I think we all believe what's good for one is good for all. You know, again, we've been very fortunate with the BP uh, fund, been able to get some projects off the ground with that. That's going to be great, not just for Bay St. Louis, but the entire communities around us, state, the uh, county, and everything. And it's one of those things, you know, yes, we all want the money, but in, at the end, as long as some of us are getting money in Hancock County, it, it's a good deal. Well, like I said, if your name's Far Belongo, that that divider looks like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> Most people don't know it's there. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, yeah. we're talking about that. Nobody knows where Waveland is. Nobody knows where Bay St. Louis is, and, and it, it's very good. You know, again, Mayor Smith and I we got a great relationship with the board down there and everything, and vice versa. You know, if we need something, you know, they they there for us, and they need it. We there for them. All right, a couple more questions if y'all don't mind, and we'll open up to questions to y'all. So. Infrastructure, you know, we got a town north of here that's having some infrastructure problems, like they don't have any water. So, right. uh, you know, I was talking to somebody over in West Harris in Harrison County and all the things they're doing to, for the growth on the north side of that county. So 
What are we doing to address that? I know you said you're up, we're upgrading our sewer system, but there's got to be other issues as well. There is. You know, right now we're we're very close to maxing out on our water capacity. Okay. So so we're in the process right now of trying to find a location for a new well, whether we we replace one or do we come up with a new location to add, you know, one complete well, which would give us the capacity to grow and all. So with that being said, you know, we're doing that. We still, as far as our drainage and, and things like that, for infrastructure, we are working with engineering, going through FEMA. We still have some repairs from Zeta working. I think we, we're looking at a, probably about two or $3 million project coming from FEMA. You know, it's still a little ways out. We just did a $7 million bond for, for road improvements, six point something million road improvements and all. So that's pretty close to in the last eight, nine years. That's almost $10 million of road improvements we've done. Now, again, everybody wants that road to be done. Uh, Some out on 603 for turn lanes and stuff where I don't are, have to lock it up every time somebody right. makes a right. You know, uh, working through that, trying to get to where every, every street has a turning lane. You know, and, and we also want to look at on Highway 90 out here. When you come from across the bridge, every street over that way has turning lanes on the right side. We don't have that. And we do believe that's a safety issue. And also we're working to get those done as well. Uh, 603, is, 603 is tough. The red light up that way, you know, we got them looking at that and, and trying to make improvements. We have a lot of accidents up there also. Let's see. I've, I've had to wait for them to get clear. <laughs> So last question from me. Um, look, it's, 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 you're doing a great job of this. I, I was reading some numbers. I can't help myself. I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> um, May two, th June 2017, when you took office, 12-month average, rolling average for um, casino revenue and sales tax was $279,344. Last July 22, $408,035. Yeah. You know, one of the worries we had was our casino. Uh, it had stabled out, you know, starting to go down. One of the big things worrying was, you know, what happens if the casino just leaps, closes down, storm, whatever. So we, last year we started to see an increase in it, and, and it has. It's been on a steady rise, you know, and starting to hold. Uh, you can see the increase. The same thing with sales tax downtown people moving in all that's part of it so we was able to this year i think it was a little over six hundred thousand dollars just on increase in the gaming that was able to put that into a true reserve fund along with a couple hundred thousand out of sales tax that was over so we're putting in probably around eight to nine hundred thousand dollars in true reserve account for emergency and we have our reserve account now that's set up to where we have projects, we have matches, and you know, to be able to do that. But this would be a true reserve for, for an emergency. A hurricane comes through, we will have funds to move forward. When when Zeta hit, we we had uh, just in cleanup along about two point seven million dollars. A couple months back, we finally got the money back from FEMA. 75%, which was about 1.9 million, we, you know, we got back, still waiting on the rent. But we was able to fund that without borrowing money and to get our improvement, you know, yeah. again. So it, we're very fortunate to where we, we're at on financials. 
alone with the growth and everything in the city and starting to pay off. Well, and you talk about that growth without growth of population, which means it's a different kind of growth. And just so you know, for the audience, uh, when, when Mike took office, the casino revenues were 152000 a month. And last month they were 222000 So something happened, I think. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, they allowed, I guess, what they call the uh, sports betting and all now oh. with a big hit for now. But just people coming. Um, you know, we have events, seems like every weekend, downtown, depot area and all. All that attracts people and all. And the more people you bring in, the better the finance. Well, look, the Bay has invented reasons to have a I weekend think, party. I think sure. so. And, I, <laughs> and it's, it's got some good ones. Yeah. So, y'all, if you don't mind, uh, we'll open it up for questions. Anybody got questions? Okay. I am the Phil Donahue of this show. So, please let me know if you have a question. And while you're thinking about your question, let me just say on behalf of the chamber, thank you to the mayor and the city of Bay St. Louis for the new partnership that we have with the city. Uh, in our new office at 300 South 2nd Street, the old historic city hall. We love our new office, and we are working toward turning the first floor of 300 South 2nd Street into a business resource center. So we're looking forward to more good news to come. We've applied for some grants to help us uh, furnish the first floor, and we're looking forward to providing this very much needed service to our business community. So Thank you so much for that partnership. Our foundation is also partnering with the city on the Ullman Avenue ramp. And so we're really uh, happy to be able to report that through a donor, we are able to support the uh, development of the Ullman Avenue ADA pedestrian ramp. So this is how the chamber and the city and the foundation work together through our partnerships. Now, anybody got any questions here from the audience? One thing we didn't touch on is, you know, one of the projects we have and, and very, very proud of because it's taken a lot of work to get there is our new police department being built. And, you know, it's, it's a four and a half million dollar project as of now. Hopefully it'll stay that four and a half million dollars. But um, it's, it's, it's finally giving them a place to be. You know, they've been since the, the old department with, with the problems it had. You know, they lived a short time with the fire department and moved into City Hall in a very small space. If I had to guess, they probably in 12, 1500 square foot office down there for the entire department. This is going to be huge for the morale of our officers, something they very well deserve. But something came out of budget this year that we're very proud of um, is, is some very good wage increases for our first responders, for both, both on the fire and the police now. Something again, something I believe that I don't think we can we can ever pay them enough in today's world. Uh, but this is a huge step moving forward to where we can get up to other coast cities and all, and be very you know close to what they're making there and all. So you know, had full support of the council with that. You know that helped push this through. We found the funds for it to make it work and everything. So very excited what's coming in the future. We also have you know our, our police chief. Anche, he retired. He went to work on the federal. His replacement worked for the federal, retired, came to work for the city. I don't think he was able to make it this morning and all, but, you know, looking for a great, great, you know, future with them. 
Well, one of the questions that we had from our online audience is how does the city get the word out to the citizens when, you know, something happens like an armed robbery or something that they need to be aware of? How do you get the word out to your citizens? You know, I think, yeah, that, that's a tough question, you know, because a lot of times information is out there. It's just not getting spread. We've got to find a better way, not just on that, but in, as a city as a whole to get our information out there. This is a great opportunity here to discuss things. You know, do we do it more often? But on a day-to-day -day basis, we've got to find a better way of getting that information out, whether it's online. They do share information, but a lot of times it's after, you know, things. Now, and I know in this, in some of these situations, it's hard to put out before they have the information total. So, you know, we've got to do a better job from that in the city and all. And I think you can see it on our web pages and everything more and, and being more readily available and a whole lot easier. Now. So, And we can offer assistance to that through our social media platforms and the platforms of other organizations like the Old Town Merchants. So now back to the audience. One, one more thing. You know, we get a lot of calls sometimes or you read a lot on social media about this, you know, happening and that happening. And a lot of times when you contact these people, they don't make that call. Look, 911, it, it's simple. Don't call me. I get calls all the time about this happened. Can you call 911? And you could have made this call. Those, you know, don't, you know, don't send me a text message. You know, I don't mind it, but just. Call nine one one to get them coming. Then send me a message and something. That's uh, what I'm saying. Politics does, at know. the retail. A level. lot of people don't report. You know, uh, you know, and then after the fact, oh, somebody tried to break in my house. You know, a month ago, but you didn't report. You know, nine one one. That's our mantra. Do we have any uh, questions from the audience, Lonnie Bradley? Um, I know we get local uh, weather reports when, like, a thunderstorm or something's in the area. Um, and if it's local like that, couldn't something like that be arranged? Uh, you know, local news or something going to that report? We get on our cell phones and our computers and stuff, so. Um, so you're saying sort of like what the uh, EOC does when they send out the weather reports. Maybe there could be like a, and we've done that before, the citizen email. We have, and, and that's a, might be the way to go is to, to have it where they can do the same with the police and all for major events and all. It's good. good. We'll pass that on to Chief, Assistant Chief Kingston. He's still back here and also he'll bring it, you know, to the chief. What else, y'all? Any other questions? There you go. Mike, with the completion of the depot, are y'all going to host a cruising event this year? Yeah, it's going to be a big week, matter of fact. Back there, uh, that Wednesday, we're doing, you know, a groundbreaking. I think we have a band set up for four to seven. I think the groundbreaking is 345, if I remember. So we have that that Wednesday. Thursday still going to be Mopar Day in the Bay. That's going to be something. And I think we have a band set up back there that Friday evening. And then Saturday is the uh, Hollywood Casino with their big event on the closing for the cruising now. So we're going to have uh, four days in the Bay back. Three back there and the one at the Hollywood. So. so one of the things I just noticed a few days ago is they're putting up signs that say Amtrak Station, Bay St. Louis. Yes. Uh, you know, we 
I think it's probably been about five years since we've been talking about this. Is that all? <laughs> it's official signage. <laughs> so we're hoping that's moving forward again. You know, that's between them and CSX trying to work out all the details. I think it still has the support of everybody, you know, from state. I think Louisiana's getting big into it. They're trying they're expanding it further to the west. I think they're going all the way into Lake Charles and all eventually and all connecting Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and all the way to the coast. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to bring people to the city and everything. And, and again, that's another step to revitalize that area back there. Do we have any more questions from the audience? Brian? Good morning. Uh, to back up to the comprehensive plan, uh, one situation that's very obvious now that should have, I hoped, had been addressed before now, we, you have a lot of development going on Highway 90. And I checked uh, with planning and zoning when the dental office started. Was that plan going to include a sidewalk by the developer on Highway 90 as Tractor Supply did. And I found out in talking with Planning and Zoning, first with uh, Charlene Black, uh, when I found out that the plans for the dental office did not include sidewalk on Highway 90, I talked to Charlene, I said, how did that happen at uh, Tractor Supply and it's not happening at a new development site? And she said, Brian, our ordinance student does not call for sidewalk on Highway 90. Tractor Supply had that, that was part of their civil plan when they developed, when they submitted for a permit. They just came in with that. And that, that, that makes sense. Tractor Supply builds all over the country. And that type of thing is required and it's become part of their cookie cutter uh, development. Now, since that started up, we've, we've had a lot of other uh, projects start up on Highway 90. Over 400 plus lineal feet of development on Highway uh, 90. None of those projects are coming in with sidewalk. That at today's price, 400 plus lineal feet of sidewalk would be $30,000, $35,000. If the developers were doing that, that would save that the city that money. And eventually, we know down the line, the city will have to do a bond or some type of financing to put in a sidewalk per, you know, um, Mississippi Power was a big part of the uh, refocus Highway 90 in the city of Waveland that they just completed an 18-month-plus study. And that's the low-hanging fruit that Bob Barker pointed out is uh, – Pedestrian uh, thorough walk, walkways, uh, signage, landscaping, things of that nature. So, I mean, that, that is really a kick in the pants, I think, just that one item on the comprehensive plan really needs to get into, and changes like that uh, need to be put in place. Yes, and, and, and that's a good, good point. You know, anytime we can get the private sector to do some of that infrastructure work while they're building is, is a win-win for the city. And that's, that's something, again, when we do our ordinances and everything, we need to look at how how can we make this happen? And, and as you stated, that's a very good idea. 
what else y'all so speaking of that are you also aren't you updating the comprehensive plan now we are uh, putting a committee together now uh we're going out for rfps for that as well to see who we can get to come in and, and help us get through this you know again we have one but when we develop it we need to consider here we are 10 12 years down the road where do we want to be and what do we need to do right now we, we get we have a lot of variances that goes on from time to time through dnz and, and, and through the council and administration and it's allowed sometimes but is it really what we need do we need to you know start splitting all our lots to 50 foot frontage? sometimes in some areas that's okay sometimes you know it's not allowed and and we just need to be more clear on some of the things and I'm assuming that you do want citizen involvement in the development of the comprehensive plan. Yeah, you know, this is this is your plan. This is the citizens. This isn't this isn't the administration's plan. This isn't the council. This is the the, the citizens of Bay St. Louis's plan. Uh, again, when we have these meetings, we urge everyone to attend. Send your notes in. Even if you can't make the meetings, send notes in. Send emails to the council, to administration, to whomever. Jeremy Burks, our PNZ guy, um, send it in and, and put your input because again, this is this is there for you. This is your your city. It's what you want in in it. It's what you want in your neighborhoods. And it, and again, we ask for all the input we can on this because this is this is for you. Anything else? If not, Mike, anything else you want to say at your stage? Well, there was one other question, and that is, what about some of the uh, quality of life improvements that you're planning? Like, I've heard that there could be a pickleball court. I know you've just improved the tennis courts right there next to the new chamber office. We do. We, we have some improvements at, at our sports complex for the ballparks. Now we have some of that coming out there uh we're in the process of trying to get pickleball courts at mcdonald fields evidently that's that's something that is really taking off in today's world we're looking at that trying to get that started um we're looking at again mlk park and still has improvements coming back there they've made a lot of improvements i think they probably over a couple hundred thousand dollars in improvements back there it's that far so we do, you know, there's other things we're looking at, whether it's on the water with, with the boardwalk and everything for ADA accessibility to the beaches into the water or just simple things as the boat launch on 603. So we're, we're steadily trying to, to improve, you know, amenities and everything that we offer our citizens. And, and, and again, pickleball courts coming on because of a few citizens stepping up saying, I had no idea what pickleball was, you know, <laughs> but a, a few of the citizens, you know, has pushed this and it's tied here. So again, when you have ideas, you know, please bring them forward, you know. Yeah, pickleball is the fastest growing sport for people like us, old folk, you know. <laughs> well, and let me just say, there's always something going on in the Bay and you've got so many events coming up. And one of those events I know is near and dear to your heart and that of your wife, Sissy, who's with us today. So let's talk about what we have coming up. We don't just have cruising the coast. No, you know, we know cruising is big. It, it, it's a big shot and all of all the retail places downtown, not just downtown, the entire city. It, it, you know, this was one of the things that we had that tied people over from season to season. You know, I got them through the wintertime. 
right now we're we're seeing where people not just here on Saturdays, it's Friday, Saturdays, and it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're seeing Thursdays more people in town, backing into Wednesday and all. But one of the things when when we did, we you know we want to try to close that gap to help all the retail business and just in general everybody, you know, that's in the business. So group of the ladies and friends and everybody they want to do Christmas in the Bay and it started, you know, it started with, you know, the parade tying it in with the tree lighting down there. And what we what they've done is tried to create an atmosphere to where every weekend, many nights during the week, there's something going on in the bay. You know, we want to grow with, with lights and different things now, which I think we can see coming in the future now. And and in this, we created an oyster drop with, with uh, North Beach there with, with Mr. Jim McPhail. It's a pretty big event. You know, we think, you know, Oyster Drop, you know, New York's got their drop and different ones and all. And, and this event has really taken off. And I think it's going to be bigger and better this year and all. But the intent was to create and close the gap to help small businesses in town. And I think it's working. You know, I think we do, this year going to be more events during the, the month and all. It's a month-long, five-week event. And you're going to start seeing it. So. All right. I'm going to turn it back over to our host, Ted Longo. Fair enough. Well, look, I really did. If there was anything else you wanted to add. No, I think we got a lot of information out. I do too. And there's obviously a lot going on. And it's going to be fun to watch the baby. What's going on. If we can avoid hurricanes, right? That's right. Uh, I mean, it's across. just been awesome. And and it's hard not to be proud of what's going on in South Mississippi and on our coast. And it goes all the way through the county, quite frankly. But, you know, it's, again, referring to New Orleans, which I know a little bit about and all we all do. Um, nobody talks about going to other places. They talk about going to the bay. Talk about right? coming here. We got people who have houses in the past that talk about going to the bay. That's right. You know, so it's it, been it is. And, and and talking, you know, when we in MML and different places with all other communities and all and throughout the state, everybody wants to come to the bay. Whether it's state officials or whether it's local officials from different areas now, they all want to come to the bay. And like my wife Amy loves to say, and we get to live here. So That's right. Anyway, we whatever. have well, Mike, thank you for your time this thank morning. You. We appreciate everything you're doing and go through. And thank all of y'all. And we look forward to the next Coffee Talk and hope y'all can do it. And again, thank you to Mississippi Power for everything they yes. did this morning. Thank you. Sure.